Hear That Podcast Ground is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts because Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers. They're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. And you know you're going to want to attend that Bengals-Jets game. The quest for 0-16 is on. It's happening. You want to be there. You want to see it. You can get there by using the Game Time app, and the app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Welcome into this truly historic edition of the Walkout and hear that podcast growling. I am Paul Inner Jr. here with Jay Morrison of The Athletic. It was a special day. You could feel the history in the building as the Bengals found a way to go to 11 straight losses to start the season. The worst in the history of a franchise that has really had a lot of worse. It was special. It was a special day here Sunday at Paul Brown Stadium. And I predicted it. I was I was all prepared to demand that you call me Jay Stradamus because I had 13-10 and it was 13-10 for a while there. And then the Steelers tack on the extra field goal, make it 16-10. But, uh, yeah, this this one was there two weeks in a row. Uh, it was there for the taking, and uh, they could not take it with Ryan Finley at quarterback. Ryan Finley's a disaster. He's terrible. And it, there's no way around it. And it, to me, we three games, we've, we've seen what we need to see. He's hitting 47% of his passes. His yards per attempt are are, are down at the bottom. It, it's, there's, nothing, there, there's nothing you can see about what he has done to make you believe that there is some huge jump that is going to change the way you feel about him. We, we've reached the portion of the program – where it becomes a credibility issue continuing the evaluation of Ryan Finley. It has now cost you at least one win. Maybe they win each of the last two. You could argue they win each of the last two games with Andy Dalton at quarterback, with anything looking serviceable at all at quarterback. So what are you going to do? Are you going to – to me, here's what it is. Who's the quarterback next week? It's this. You either have said, yeah, it's a tank job. If you keep evaluating Ryan Finley or no, we really do care about winning, which we have claimed we do time and time again, that winning is important. It's why we didn't trade at the trade deadline. It's why we talk all the time about winning is important to us and momentum for next year. If you really believe that, you cannot ship him out there again next week because there's no way you can make a claim that you have a better chance winning with him than Andy Dalton. And you have a buffer now. You now have a two-game lead, so you put Andy Dalton in, and he wins a game, and you are still in position for that number one pick. Um, it, I, I think, I don't know. It's kind of hard to to read into it, but I, I think Ryan, the realization might have hit him after this one. Um, we, we've got to know him as kind of a, you know, a, a cocky, um, 
you know, just very self-assured young guy, and he looked broken after this game. A lot of the guys had already showered and left the locker room. Others were um, getting dressed in the, in the process of doing interviews, and, and Ryan was still sitting full uniform, staring into his locker. Auden Tate came over, tried to cheer him up. Andy Dalton came over, gave him a little pep talk. Uh, he really wasn't here in any of it. He just he just stared into his locker. Um, just I don't know, just this vacant look on his face. We were interviewing Tyler Boyd the whole time this was going on, and I just kept wondering when he was going to get undressed and and move on with things. And it went on for a while. I it almost feels like they don't. There is no choice. They they cannot throw him back out there for another game. Um, you, they, they've got to move on. They, maybe, I mean, maybe they decide, well, let's see what we got in Jake Dolagala, but I don't think that's it either. Like you said, you, you can't look at those other 52 guys in the locker room and say we're trying to win games and keep throwing Ryan Finley out there. No, I mean, and that's fine. You want to evaluate. There's time for evaluation. You saw what you, what you needed to see. You know, it's sort of like, okay, you learned in the first eight games that maybe Andy Dalton's not the quarterback of the future. I don't know how many games you need to evaluate Ryan Finley, but if that's what your starting point is, it ain't close to being what you would need. You need a quarterback, right? Like, okay, we we, we know you need a quarterback in the draft. We know it should be Joe Burrow if you're number one or whatever, you know, whoever you decide is is, is the guy. But I think we have that in us now. And, and, you know, and you're not – the other part of it is you're not helping them. And because it's not really about Ryan Finley anymore. It's about Zach Taylor now, right? I mean, you're you're talking about you know who this guy is. So if you, it's not his fault if he goes out there and plays bad again and you keep losing, right? right? It's 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 now on you because you you have that information on you. I mean, you wanted a third game to see it. You know, I, I get it, but I, I would be I'm under. You know, we at, talked to Zach Taylor about. A, I mean, he was sort of took on a barrage of questions from us after the game about this topic and. He, you know, a lot of what we, you know, we make personnel decisions, uh, once we look at everything and come back the next day and, and evaluate where we go from there. We don't make those in post game and, and he, he, Ryan Finley was his quarterback for this game. He said there was no thought that Dalton would be coming in this game, uh, at any point. They, this was Ryan Finley's to, to win or lose in which he, he did end up losing. And, and you know, there's other parts of it. What, how would we be talking about this if Tyler Boyd doesn't fumble? You know, Ryan Finley throws a pretty nice ball to, to Boyd down to the five, and Devin Bush pops it out from behind, and Boyd, the guy who said, give me the damn ball, uh, ends up being kind of a goat at the end and took took the loss on his own shoulders. How would we be talking about this game and Ryan Finley if that had happened? Maybe a little differently, but we're but we're not. But we're not. You'd still be saying they won in spite of him, not because of him. And it would have been because Tyler Boyd single-handedly carried the team to the win. I just, I was just shocked because the, the two plays before the Boyd fumble, Joe Mixon makes TJ Watt look foolish and miss in the backfield and runs for 11 yards. Next play, he runs for nine. He's, I mean, they stuck with the run for once. It wasn't great early. They stuck with it. They got it going. They, they have the turnover. Defense gets a stop. They get the ball back, and they go five wide, three straight plays, a 12-second drive, three straight incompletions. That's not putting Ryan Finley in position to, to excel, to, 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 to anything. I mean, it was I, that was really shocking. They're backed up at their own seven. Why not Joe's running well? Why not run the ball out of there, at least on first down? His, I asked him about it after the game, and, and Taylor said that he thought – 
that was their essentially that was their way out of there. That that was the quickest way to get out of there was to just throw some quick short something to to avoid it. But I I don't know. I I can't imagine that you don't think you could get out of there by handing the ball to Joe Mixon, who had been making people miss even the plays that were blocked up. He had been finding ways to get positive yardage out of it and. You know, give a couple of your best runs and give it a shot. Run, you want to run a play, play action off of one of them, then fine, because you think they see it coming. But to go empty, set five wide when you, you got a guy with a, with no arm, you you've got uh, a bunch of receivers with no speed, and a defense that is elite sitting on the underneath routes, yeah. and they you get two almost picked and one easy PBU. You know, the people criticizing Zach Taylor as not knowing what he's doing offensively uh, have a whole lot of ammo to work with when stuff like that happens. It's just too easy. And and you can't hide from the fact that this team can't score more than 10 points. I mean, you've got 10, 13, 10, 10 the last four weeks. Yeah. And that's – and you go back into the Dalton days, they still weren't, weren't scoring. And so – you know, you have to wonder about everything here. And, and and stuff like that only makes you wonder what the hell is going on with the play calling on top of everything else. It was there. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what to add to that, but it was – it's just – I don't know. I it almost like he, he – it's like he has this system and he feels like he has to use that system. But it, it, it obviously called for to run the ball there. I mean, not not just three straight incompletions, but you've got a rookie quarterback that's struggling. You're you're putting too much on his shoulders, and like I said, you took 12 seconds off the clock, and you put Pittsburgh right back in position to to get more points. And if you're just trying to get out of there and try to knock it into a third and long, this throwing second down, you know, high balls down the sideline to Auden Tate, like jump balls. I mean, contested yeah. catch. That's this is not – if you're just trying to avoid third and long and, and just get – I mean, none of it made any sense. And, you know, it goes back to here's, – here's the thing. 0-16 is so real now. I thought before today it felt like uh, there will be a game or you know, we're, they will get the breaks, right? And that's why I foolishly picked them to win today <laughs> because it look, you look at it. This That was a bad Steelers team that played a bad game. You got a half and a drive of Mason Rudolph before Mike Tomlin had enough. He was so bad, right? I mean, you, you've got no Juju and no James Conner and no Marquise Pouncey, and it was obvious. They couldn't do anything on offense, and your own defense is starting to play well. You even got Courtney Glenn to play a whole game. Everything was going. You got the breaks. You had multiple fumbles that you jumped on that should have could have gone the other way very right. easily. You got a tipped ball in the red zone that you end up picking off for an interception that goes your way. You, all the breaks we heard all year. Oh, but the, some of, one of these days these breaks are going to go our way, right? That was we heard that how many times after games? You can't keep happening like this. The breaks went your way and you still couldn't win. And now the Jets have scored 34 points 3 weeks in a row and are housing people. Against a Raiders team that you only scored 10 against. Right. Yes, exactly. The, the Jets are just killing people right now. So there's that. Then Cleveland is now, they've also won three in a row, and they just beat this Steelers team by 14 points 10 days ago. Yep. New England. Move do, on. Do I need to say anything else? Tank Bowl, and then the Browns again. It's down to that. 
we have realistically gotten down to the tank bowl happening for this team to avoid 0-16. And that is a scarlet letter that you just can't wash off as a player. And if you are frightened to death and you don't want that to be on your resume ever, you, I mean, it, you, there is so much pride associated with just not being part of an 0-16 season that, you know, to do that to these guys and ship Ryan Finley back out there to evaluate anymore, it would just be totally disheartening. And because you know where you know how this could end, it's it's so real now. Before it wasn't. It is so real now. When there's been all this talk about you know Zach hasn't lost the locker room, hasn't lost the locker room. I think if he throws Ryan Finley out there next week against the Jets, he might start losing the locker room. I don't I don't know how you can look at guys and say we're trying to win games. Now if you're not and that's what you're trying to do, then be honest about it. But I don't know how they can throw Finley out there next week and. And tell these veterans that he gives them the best chance to win. Or a chance. Quietly, this defense has started to pull it together a little bit. You wrote about it last week. We saw it again today. Carl Lawson has given them a huge bump being healthy. I mean, you see him back in the backfield getting pressures, uh, you know, just causing some disruption back there. Um, Carlos Dunlap has played better at, at times. Um, you, you've seen them find some stuff with their three safeties and, and the big defensive, the Billings, Tupo, Wren, whatever stuff, Billings with a sack Billings today. Sack, yep. I mean, you've seen them find enough ways to properly hide their linebackers. I mean, we've now re- we've come full circle back to Hardy Nickerson and Jordan <laughs> Evans out of linebacker. Like, we're back in the early Marvin days. But, I mean, you know, it, they – defensively have done enough to win you games the last few weeks. And and they were so bad, and they have started to get it together. They're still giving up too much in the run game. Uh, but you know what? They've gotten interceptions. They've forced a turnover. You know, they, they've done some things. And to see – and you've gotten the run game going. I mean, you, that has been – now, again, you, you get Joe going. And yeah. it's just for all of that stuff that was so bad to finally start to fix itself – but you're just saddled with this quarterback and you're just supposed to eat it and take it. It's tough, it's tough, man. It's disheartening. And you just wonder when, when you talk about 0 and 16, you know, I asked Zach if in hindsight he feels like he went to Finley too early this season. Well, you can't look at hindsight and you gotta be confident in your decisions. You have to wonder if it was just the worst time to make that decision. And going to Finley after this, winning a game or two and then going to Finley or something, maybe. I, I don't know. Regardless, it feels like it might be too late now. You might have blown your opportunities for your winnable games here. Yeah. Because now you run into this run where it looks now like it's going to be uh, uh, some games that even if you had Andy or whoever, you're still you're still going to have a tough time winning. Yeah, I mean the the Jets still it still feels winnable even though they've they've got things kind of turned around offensively because this defense is playing better. But you're right. I don't. I mean, I thought for sure. One of the Cleveland wins, one of the Cleveland games, they would get a win. It just seems like that, that always happens in that series. It was rare last year that the Browns swept them. It, it, it's so often that ends in a, a split or you, you see the underdog always pull, like when the Bengals were good and, and going to five straight playoff game, five straight playoff years, that the Browns would sneak up and bad Browns teams would sneak up and beat them. And it just felt like with the way the Browns were playing and just the history of that rivalry, the Bengals would get one of those. And now, I, I wouldn't bet on either one of those. It is it is down to 
Miami, and really that's that's the only shot. Yeah, and, and uh, you know we saw we saw the sign that said uh, "Let's grow with Joe" today, <laughs> and the uh, the bungle for Burrow was spelled out all across the end zone that they would put up whenever it was a field goal time, knowing they'd get the shot. But guy kicking into the bungle for Burrow sign is, is just a great look on television uh, in a stadium that was dominated by Steelers fans. I mean, as you would have expected, uh, not was, as much. Not, yeah, I was surprised. It was the the tailgate lots were. It, empty today, the ones that are usually full of Steeler fans. It, it, well, there was a lot of Steeler fans here, but I, I thought it would be much closer to a sellout with just tons of Steeler fans, and that wasn't the case. I think their season being so bad maybe saved Yeah, them. but Jets aren't bringing a lot of fans next week, no. and, and Bengal fans aren't coming flocking out on a holiday weekend to see this team. It's, it's going to be really, really bad, really empty next week. Yeah, there's plenty to plenty to look forward to in that respect, <laughs> isn't there? I enjoyed the uh, you know the, the Chase Young Joe Burrow debate is already on fire. So what what we've got a lot of time to dive into that as people start. I don't know, man. We'll have a lot of time to get into that one, but Chase Young looks really good. Unreal. He looks really good, and maybe he'll make it interesting as a decision. As I tweeted. Chase Young is the reason the Bengals were ever even looking if Ryan Finley could be the answer because you know that if you could have another guy that could be the answer for you at quarterback and you could have Chase Young, you if you can find any scenario where you can get a quarterback and get that guy, you feel yeah. great. You can solve you can be two birds with one stone. I think we have learned that I don't I don't think the Bengals should be considering Chase Young. <laughs> they should be thinking about the quarterback yes. at, uh, at this point because it's 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 a hole in their roster. Uh, all right. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed this historic podcast. It's been great continuing to bring you L after L after L. Uh, and, you know, I don't really have much else to say about this team other than, you know, shout out to all of you that continue to uh, follow and listen and put up with it. I hope that uh, we are keeping it something that doesn't kill your soul on a, on a daily basis. We try to keep you sane a little bit here. Just a, just a little, just a little bit, just a little sane. I don't really have like uh like like oh like treasure at the end of the rainbow or anything like that. Like I don't think there's no pot of gold. Like but hopefully it was kind of fun sliding down the rainbow into the like mud pit. It, it could be double historic. <laughs> I need to look this up, but this is ten losses in a row to the Steelers. I don't know if the Bengals have ever lost ten in a row to a single team before. There's so many bad stats that we're going to spend the next <laughs> week for an hour. It's going to be great. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the walkout, and uh, we'll be talking to you in a couple of days, and maybe we'll be talking to you about another change back at quarterback. We'll have plenty to direct you there and everything else. If you are not, we highly recommend subscribe to The Athletic. You can read all the coverage across every team in North America and across the, the U.K. and beyond, plus all the podcasts and everything else. If you're a subscriber, we appreciate it if you already are. If not, join the club. Give it as a gift. Give a Thanksgiving gift. Surprise them. Get them early with that. You'll love it. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you later.